This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today here on 98.9 WYRZ. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program. We speak with our good friend. He's a political analyst, data guru, historian, and most importantly, he was totally right about everything that was going to happen on Election Day in Indiana. The one and only Dr. Scott Strong. Scott? Hello, Rob. Great to be here. Sometimes I feel like I should call you doctor. Well, every once in a while, like, it's it's appropriate. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll just start referencing you as Doctor Strong. I don't I don't know. Anyway, so you're the uh, the uh, horse whisperer for politics in Indiana. Yes. You were 100 percent right up and down the uh, up and down the dial uh, on the big political races this fall. So you now have you now have what we call street cred in the oh, political yes. business. You are now. Uh, People should look to you for information. That's why there's tire marks over me, right? <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of things going on in politics figure to be a great way to wrap up our week. Uh, a lot of things going on in Indiana politics. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's let's say right now, let's get this out there, the Trumpster has been uh, president-elect for almost a month. Uh, I think he's doing wonderful. What do you think? 
Well, you know, it's interesting because he is actually getting more accomplished as a president-elect than any other president-elect has ever had in history. You've already seen major reversals on some corporations and some issues, which I'm sure we'll get to. So, And he's not even president yet. He's already the best president we've had in a long time, and he's not even president <laughs> yet. Uh, okay, so you mentioned it, the big one, Carrier. Yes. Uh, we went to the rally in uh, at the fairgrounds where yes. Trump mocked the Carrier CEO, said he was going to, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, paraphrasing here, but he was going to come to the White House. He was going to make Carrier kneel in front of him, do as he said. People mm-hmm. laughed at him, said he was a... Uh, a carnival barker. He was playing on people's emotions. That would never happen. He's not even president yet. That has happened. Yes, they they fell. And so they're talking about not moving all of their jobs to Mexico. So we're talking about at least a 1,000. I think there was a big article in Indianapolis Star. Um, you know, they're going to have a big, you know, kind of a meeting here in Indianapolis. Trump is going to come back in with Pence. So it's amazing what, when somebody puts a focus on something and tells you what they're yep. going to do and then starts to do it, how quickly people fall in line it's interesting um i tweeted this out yesterday and it drew a response as some of my tweets tend to do i said every never trump person owes a big giant apology to those thousand people from carrier who get to keep their jobs am i wrong to say that no no, absolutely not because if clinton was the president they would not have their jobs that's exactly right that it would be gone so um you know there was a big article about how this lady was now going to be able to afford her put her, her son through college and you know but not only there but this sends a huge message to everybody, every business, every organization across the country that's thinking about relocating jobs outside of the U.S. Uh, Am I a bad person because I do the eat it, eat it, eat it to these people (laughs) that were against Trump? And I don't so much do it to the Democrats because I expect them to vote for the Democrats, but these never-Trump people, I dislike them so much. Yes, you know, so, you know, it's one of these things, um, humble pie is tough to eat sometimes, but um, in this case, but but this is good because you need to get the narrative out there. And, you know, the thing we haven't touched on is Ford. Ford was also thinking about moving down, and they're saying, well, we weren't totally 100% decisive that we were going to go to Mexico, but we're going to keep these jobs in Kentucky, Tennessee area. And so that's big, this whole thing. So everybody that's thinking about relocating jobs outside of the U.S., is now rethinking it, and that is good for the U.S. economy. Get our guest is the one and only Dr. Scott Strong. Okay, so these people during the rallies are going, well, Trump can't just slap a tariff on Carrier. I said, you're right. There's other ways he's going to do this. He's mm-hmm. trying to simplify this for people. That's, That's right. what he does. And I think when push came to shove, Mr. Trump probably went to Carrier and said, uh, Carrie, you have a big giant federal defense contract. Uh, yes. Would you like to keep that? I mean, am I wrong by thinking that's probably what happened? Yes, they. I'm sure they did a total analysis of how much business was coming from the United States government and decided, hey, it might be in our best interest to do something. These people, and these are some smart people, some people yeah. I like who are so blindly against Trump. They're not stupid, but you just say... This was so obvious to most of us from the beginning. Of course, he wasn't going to arbitrarily stick a tariff on Carrier. But there's all these tools at the president's disposal if they want to do something. That's exactly right. And, you know, one of the things that they probably are looking at is now all of a sudden they're starting to look at his three tax structure and they're saying, hey, he's going to start doing some things that he's going to allow inversion to come in. He's going to cut our tax rate. He's going to start reducing some of these regulations and some of the very reasons that we were getting ready to leave. He's about ready to cut out so we don't have to leave. 
Uh, I was I gave an interview the other day uh, with a, a person up northern Indiana, and they were asking about Trump. By the way, they said. They said, I am the biggest Donald Trump supporter in the state of Indiana. That's what they introed me as. Is that true? Okay. Am I the biggest supporter? I don't know. Oh, well, you're one of. I mean, I don't feel like there's people that did a lot more than I did. I just got famous because I got to interview Trump. That's but, right. But I will take that. That's fine. Uh, and what I said about Trump is I said, look, there are no stupid billionaires. Mm-hmm. There, uh, Dictators. Maybe some dictators. Okay. Maybe they're yes. stupid billionaires. But there's no legal stupid billionaires who didn't inherit it. That's- Donald Trump is a brilliant guy. He's a, a, a shrewd guy. He knows exactly what he's doing. And I'm perplexed that all these people are so surprised that he's already getting results. He's a brilliant guy. Yeah, so what he's done is, you know, and we're not trying to beat people over the head with this. But oh, I am. He, yeah, Rob is. But, you know, so you take a look at a guy's background. And part of the reason why the public voted for him is he has been successful in business. He is for knowing for doing business deals. He's put together what really is going to be a very good tax plan for the country. So when you talk about cutting tax rates, cutting regulations, and cutting these things that are inhibiting business, the reason that we've been growing over the last couple of years is not because of anything great that our economic policy from our White House has been doing, but we're growing because of some of the repercussions of energy prices dropping around the world, and that's because of our shale producers here in the U.S. that are driving down the price. When you drive down the price of oil, you put money back into the economy. People don't have to pay as much for their heating, their homes, their gas, driving to work, and so that makes a big difference. Now, Trump's coming along on top of this and saying, we want energy independence, you know, we want to bring our jobs back. We'll probably get the Keystone Pass pipeline passed. So you're talking about just things that are going to create thousands of jobs. And it's going to take some time, but probably in six to eight months, this economy is going to be starting to hum again. Yeah, if you were buying stock, I would buy stock on the United States of America right now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, 100% would do it. Uh, I think it's going to be, to steal a phrase, I think it's going to be great. Uh, Here is what's interesting to me, though, uh, about this whole character thing is people are giving Pence credit for this now for some reason. He was the governor when they left. Yes. So, you know, it's one of these things. If you're in the room and something happens, you take credit for it. But he was (laughs) in the room when they left. (laughs) That's true, too. So, um, you know, we we can't say that Pence had or didn't have something to do with it because we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But we know that if Pence had not and Trump had not been elected, this would not be happening. That's what we know for sure. Again, our guest is uh, Dr. Scott Strong, political analyst, historian. Historian, data guru. Um, all right, so I got great joy at watching, or I have been getting great joy at watching Mitt Romney grovel to Donald Trump. Yes, this has been quite an interesting thing. For those of you who don't know, um, Romney had to come and basically grovel at the his up one of the upstate golf estates that Trump has, and they say that he had his head held low when he came out from the meeting. <laughs> now. You got to think about this. You rip this guy. You want to be Secretary of State. You're, you're thinking this isn't probably going to work, but I need to go anyway. So I don't know what's happening and here. Now but he, now he's at some restaurant with Trump that yes. came out. And so here's the deal. Again, coming back to how brilliant Trump is, uh, Trump doesn't do any. Nothing happens in Trump Inc. Accidentally. You know, mm-hmm. when I when they asked me to do the interview, there were very strict rules, and you were you. It was understood if you broke the rules. You, you were not, yes. not going to be allowed to participate in the carnival, you know? I mean, yes. very, very strict rules. You, you, you cut in line. You don't get to ride the ride, et cetera, et cetera. 
there's no way that he allows basically his one of his lead advisors to go on national TV and rip Mitt Romney without Trump knowing about it. This idea that they act like she's some rogue agent is ludicrous. I mean, Trump is loving watching this spineless little weasel who did everything he could to keep him from becoming president come one billionaire making another billionaire uh, get on bended knee. I love it. It's great, right? Well, well. First of all, Romney is not a billionaire. Oh, he's not a billionaire. He's a millionaire. He's a millionaire. He, only, <laughs> he only made a couple twenty million dollars, which is what you know Trump uses to fly his plane across the country. You know, so so and if you look at Romney, the interesting part about this whole thing is <clears throat> he became the poster boy, the figurehead for Never Trump. He was the last vestige to stop him, and guess what? You didn't. And he did what you couldn't do. He got elected. Yes. So, yes. so there is some groveling here. And with eight years of Trump being in the White House, this is Romney's last shot. It's exposure to of how spineless and power-hungry these people are. Hey, if you were never Trump, and that's your deal, and you want to be on the wrong side of history, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But don't be coming back after he's won and be like, oh, America's best days are ahead of us. Trump's going to be great. You are an awful, rotten spineless person and you are wrong what is wrong with American government yeah but at the same time Trump is also kind of reaching out if he not saying that that he won't bring Romney in but if he does it will be because of the forgiving nature it's it's, it goes to speak to the entire narrative that he is out to get people he's out to punish them he's out to round up every illegal he's out to you know put Hillary in prison you know but he what he's doing is saying hey I'm looking for what's best for the country Romney may or may not be that person but I'm at least willing to entertain it. All right, let's switch gears here. Uh, I was invited down to Org Day to hang out with our pal Jim Merritt. Yep. Great guy. Big very, day. Yes. Very, very nice guy. Uh, they they have now invited me into the, the chamber. I get to go down oh, to wow. the, the conference room there. It was just me wow. and Merritt in the big conference room. I said, I've never sat in a seat this <laughs> nice before, and they're just littered with them. Uh, but uh, So we went on Org Day to talk about legislative session. We want to talk about it a little bit. I get the feeling that these guys, and by these guys, I'm saying the Indiana legislature, along with Holcomb, Mm-hmm. Have no idea how they're going to fund roads in Indiana. I, a, they've got a tough. They've got a tough road ahead on that. Include the pun and pun included there. And part of the reason is they've got to come up with additional money. Now they they pulled some one-time things in the last legislature to flow money back. Yeah, Pence abdicated his responsibility. Yes, and he, he did it well. He got to be vice president. Yes. So they've got to figure out. And so they're caught between this wanting to raise taxes and I, this is the one thing I love. I, I noticed this in the last election. Every Republican that ran for office basically knew this one guy somewhere in southern Indiana that fell into a pothole and had $600 of damage. Everybody, I don't know who this guy is, but he knows every legislature in the state of Indiana. I mean, you know, I, I, you know I've got it. They all had a personal, and they're close friends because every guy, you know, I'm like, where did this come from? Who is this guy? This is the most influential person in pothole improvement in Indiana. So it's pretty obvious i mean at least if you read through the tea leaves here they're going to raise some sort of tax in the mm-hmm. state of indiana now it, and and i, I told merit this merit's a good guy we like merit um right. but i told him this and i've told people this publicly i've said what happened last year from the legislature to me was very insulting uh and uh, you may remember our good friend former senator pete miller i was very yep. critical of this um they passed <coughs> a road funding bill 
without the revenue to fund the local roads, and they just gave the uh, local governments the ability to raise taxes so that they could send out their mailer and said, we funded a billion dollars of roads without raising taxes. Yeah, you're right. You didn't raise the taxes. You made the locals do it, yep. and you guys got a free pass and sent out your mailer and said how great you were. Uh, that really made me angry last year. Yeah, and so what the legislature has been doing for several years here is they've been holding to their no new tax pledge at the same time, oh, You've got another three dollar and fifty cent sewer rate yeah. raise, you know, or you know, five dollars on the wheel tax, or right. you have another user fee, so which is really a tax increase because it's hitting on. Now their big talking point is fifty percent of all the taxes that would be raised from an increase in gasoline taxes would come from people driving through the state of Indiana our that are buying. Tom, our buddy Thompson, that's yes. his deal. Yeah. Yes, that's their biz. So the bottom line is they may get a little bit of savings because Trump is looking at implementing a one trillion dollar infrastructure plan now now this this bothers me though and i look we love love nobody love i'm yep. the i'm indiana's biggest trump fan yeah we already did the trillion dollar infrastructure plan right that didn't work remember the shovel mm-hmm. ready jobs thing I, did you get a job out of that i didn't get no a job. i did for somehow i think all of that went to energy consumption for solyndra and all these companies that yeah. went bankrupt yeah i'm really worried about the big plans that really worries me i like the things where the government takes less from people and lets the people figure it out right but the, interestingly enough, I was and I since we've got Eric Holcomb in here and he's brought back the chief of staff from the Daniels administration, I was actually thumbing through Mitch Daniels' book over the weekend, kind of the political history. That's what you do on the weekend. <laughs> That's what I do. I got nothing else to do but research this stuff. And I was interested that Mitch was uh, uh, talking about in his book that he was able when they did the billion dollar toll road and they were able to invest it, they were able to build the roads for six. 66 cents on the dollar for everything that the federal government did because they got out from all of these regulations. Right. So if you start re- easing some of these regulations, all of a sudden you don't have to have some of the studies. You don't have to have yeah. all of the bureaucracy and the paperwork that allows this stuff to go through quicker. Well, well give you a real world example of that right here in Hendricks County um, project that I'm familiar with was this what will be the Green Street renovation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, thought for a long time they were going to name that project after me. That was, my, oh. that was my baby. However, recent transpired events, I don't think Town Hall is going to be naming anything uh, after me anytime soon <laughs> other than maybe a toilet somewhere or something. But anyway, uh, the, the town got a federal safety grant yep. as part of that, funded half the project, which is a great thing. However, it delayed the project a year due to the federal yes. uh, environmental regulation studies and things that had to be done. So there's a ton of delay. Yeah, and so what happens on that safety study, we've got now a lot of safety experts that have now got a lot of business because some project consulting firm is like going, cha-ching, baby, Brownsburg has just funded my kids' schooling (laughs) for four years to Notre Dame University, and I'll, I'll, I'll stamp these approvals right before the, the deadline. So here's the issue these guys have in the legislature. Our buddy Justin Stevens from AFP, who was mm-hmm. on here uh, yep. when they were angry at Evan Bayh, last year AFP uh, AFP is generally seen as friendly to Republicans. They're yep. not candidate-usually driven. They're issue-driven. Issue driven. Um, but they went after the legislature guys, the House that passed the gasoline tax increase last year, and stopped that, and they said they're coming back for him again. So the problem the legislature is going to have is they're going to have a 
lot of friendly fire coming at them. And is a new governor in Holcomb going to sign a what will be a fairly sizable could be tax increase? Yeah, I'd, I'd be highly suspicious that he would do that. But I think the bigger issue that they've got to do is, and this kind of goes back to the Democratic administrations, but Republicans aren't exempt from this. When we collect all this gas tax in Indiana, it doesn't go for roads. Yes. It goes for all these other little pet projects. And so what they've got to do, and this is what I think Hokum needs to do, this would be a winning issue for him. If he were to go away, go through the, the budget, and line item things out, because he does have a, a veto on some of this stuff, right. line item veto, if he could go through and get rid of all these little, all these things that we're paying for, either the, we need to own up to pay right. for them on their own as a separate item, or get them out and bring all that money that's supposedly going into the gas back to the actual roads and infrastructure, he may have a savings that would get him through this crisis. Our guest is Dr. Scott Strong. I like calling that Dr. Scott Strong. She's been doing this for a long time. Um, uh, Political analyst, historian, data guru. Uh, Okay, so uh, the one that's getting some attention now that wasn't before because the whole I-STEP dealio. Yes. We have a new superintendent of uh, public instruction, which is Dr. Jennifer McCormick. She beat. Uh, Glenda Ritz, which was, a, I think, a surprise to both of us. I think we both yes. uh, maybe thought that one was going to go another way. Uh, what is McCormick going to do? Because now this group has come out with all these recommendations. You're an educator. Uh, your thoughts? It's going to put her on the spot a little bit. Um, I suspect what she'll do is she's going to punt. I've kind of seen this already a little bit, where she's talked about some of these commissions that are reviewing things. She's going to let these commissions go ahead and, and go through it. And maybe it's not a bad idea because you've got a lot of people from a lot of things that are representing the teachers' union, the parents, the kids, um, business, um, to try to you know bring up education. So she's probably going to let that play out. And I suspect what she's her biggest thing is going to focus on the administration, how the day-to-day operations are run, and then she's going to look for regulations and things that are coming. Things are already kind of going with high steps. So if I if I were her, I would probably play it out, um, and then she'll probably try to spin back to her lesson plan, which she kind of came out in the last few weeks of the campaign to implement those things. Uh, okay, so let's uh, shift gears again, because you're very good at shifting gears. Sure, you, love I it. Just, I just hit you with things. We I know. Don't, I, we don't even talk I about never know what we're going to talk about. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's the dread. A lot of people tend to think, we're going to, uh, we're going to shift gears. Uh, one of the other big topics that is going to face the legislature in 2017, and Merritt hit on a, a couple of, of core things that are going to be uh, facing Indiana government, is uh, this idea, and it's always on the table, but it's really now... Uh, more so than than sort of ever before is they're always looking for some sort of tax reform. They're always looking for something to do. I haven't heard a lot of big ideas as it relates to tax reform, but they're always looking to do something. What have you heard? What do you think? Yeah, this is a tough area. I, I suspect that this will probably be an area um, that they probably would like to touch, but I don't see any possible things coming out of Organization Day or any proposals from anybody that's coming along. So they're probably going to hold it as it is. Um, there's some tax incentives that are um, being implemented over time from the Pence administration and the yeah. last legislature that don't come out. The bottom line is they pushed it down. We've got good amount of business coming into the state. 
state, I think in 2020 or 2021, we become the third um, lowest tax rate corporate state in the state of Indiana. If they do anything, I expect what they'll do is they'll hold the line on any tax raises, implement more user fees to raise money and things. Which is a tax. Which is a tax. Um, it's kind of a sneaky way to back into tax because of the way that they did Now, that. for those of you doubting me, the Pence, Pence told me that one time directly. Yes. The user fee. User fee is a tax, right? It absolutely is. So the idea is you put it on the people that are using it, not on the people who aren't. So I suspect one area that they're going to have to do is the social programs with the opioid use and getting more counselors. There's some laws that have come down that say they don't have the proper staffing, that people are working too much. Um so they may have, they may be spending some more money there and some more things on mental health care because of the way things are developing with um, people and not being mentally balanced. I yeah, guess well, let's, a good way let's, to put let's, it. let's talk about that real quick. We've got just a couple minutes left. Uh, this is a big issue for our, our buddy Merritt is combating the drug problem in yes. Indiana. They've taken some steps with it. I don't think it has dawned on people how serious of an issue it is. It may be getting there now. Yeah. What What can they do? I mean, this is a this is a broad scope question all across this country. Is if somebody wants to harm themselves, how are you going to stop them? Yeah. And so the the you know this is sounds <clears throat> this sounds bad. Excuse me there. Um. And I I forget who said it, but you can't legislate stupid yeah no you're right <laughs> and i'm not saying that people that 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 get mental illness are in any way stupid or form but they get addicted to something the best thing the best thing that can happen is to literally put the wall up and to inhibit the flow of drugs with us building i69 to evansville now we have a the the, the, the dealers have a better roads yes. transportation system to get it here but if you take a look at sheriff clark and and some of the things that are happening here in hendrix county we're we're looking at about six people a month passing away to this overdose. Dying. That's dying. Yeah, dying. Yeah. So that's not good. Uh, I think what this needs to do is they probably need to continue to push a faith initiative and push this back to the local communities. You know, the problem with getting too much government involved in it is all of a sudden it becomes a program and everybody that comes through is just a number as opposed to when you have local involvement. We know that that's Jerry down the street. We know he's yeah. had problems. We know he's susceptible to that what can we do to help him as opposed to he's number two two three six four yep um so i don't know that the government can solve this problem this is probably a solving problem that goes to the local and and faith communities to rally around these people and families and having information campaigns of how you help people out when you suspect these problems are there want to close with this okay have you followed this bill this guy nicely has put out this abortion bill Yes, I've seen it, yes. Because uh, we talked with Crane about it a little bit, and Merritt, uh, this guy has a bill that would ban all abortions in the state of Indiana. I, I asked them, I said, because this has no chance. Like, no. when the leadership is frowning when your bill is brought up on media day, and yes. they're frowning and discussing your bill, not only is your bill not going anywhere, you're probably going to be severely punished for causing them to frown. Why would somebody do this? Well, it might be of some. I don't know what he ran on, or I haven't followed his campaign races. It may just be that this is an issue that he has. He's trying to be a John Quincy Adams, where he had a big issue about slavery, even when slavery was acceptable in the country, not that it ever was acceptable morally. Um, so he, this is an issue he's brought up that he has a strong 
um, belief in. I think the problem with a lot of people, I don't call them social justice warriors or somebody that has an issue that they're passionate about, they have a moral belief in, the reality is they want to do all or nothing. And really the best way to move on those things is incrementally. Sure. If this bill is passed, we would instantly get sued. It, it, there's questions that it goes against Roe v. Wade. If you want to fight this, probably the incremental approach is the way to go and continue to support um, the reform on the Supreme Court justice and bringing up cases that would challenge Roe v. Wade in the court system. Uh, yeah, Bosma frowning. It's never good. We don't. We like Bosma. We don't want to see him frowning. It's well, and they're good. afraid that this is going to blow up and be another riffra issue yeah. for the Republicans, yeah. and so they're running from it. Absolutely. So, uh, okay, Scott, wonderful job as always. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, don't forget to miss any part of today's conversation. Check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes now. Download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. You can go back and listen anytime you want. As always, the podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for two fifty and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852 852- 
888-345-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.